Welcome. I'm Warren Odess Gillette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Colby Jeffers on March 22, 2022. Colby's a musical artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since 2012. He's produced five albums, and his most recently released album is entitled Created Noble. The album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world. We feature tracks from this album in the interview. Kobe also produces a podcast called Elevated Conversations, which we also refer to in the interview. I started the interview by asking Kobe where he grew up and what was religious life like growing up. I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and that's still where I reside today, so I've lived here my entire life. Both my parents are members of the Baha'i faith, so I was born into a Baha'i family. But I think for me, none of my friends that I went to school with or in my neighborhood were of the Baha'i faith. And so I didn't feel much of a connection socially to the Baha'i community or the Baha'i faith much when I was young. And I think because of that, I felt a distance in a way. And there were, of course, other young people, but just for whatever reason, I don't think I really bonded or connected with too many of them in, in my neighborhood. I remember really resisting much of the aspects of religious community life, such as going to, you know, Baha'i feast gatherings or Baha'i, you know, youth group gatherings or things of that nature. I never really wanted to go. I never felt comfortable. So for me, in my like youth, junior youth, youth years, I wouldn't say I ever uh, didn't consider myself a Baha'i. I always felt a conviction and a faith in my heart. But in terms of the religious community life, I, I really distanced myself as a young person. And I don't think I was very religious at all, to be honest. Thank God eventually kind of rekindled later on in life, which I'm sure I'll get into. And how did your parents become Baha'is? My mother, she was born in Iran, the birthplace of the Baha'i faith. And her connection to the Baha'i faith goes back several generations. I think I'm fifth or sixth generation Baha'i on, on her side in terms of just, you know, how long it's been in the family and you know how long the family's known about the Baha'i faith. And then on my dad's side, his father, my grandpa Ken and grandma Jean, they discovered the Baha'i faith right around the, I think my dad said it was when he was in the womb, actually, that they discovered the Baha'i faith. <laughs> so that was really special for him. So that's how long our family has known about the Baha'i faith. And when did your mother's side of the family come to the United States? So they came right around the uh, the Islamic Revolution, uh, which I know a lot of Baha'is from Iran fled Iran at that time. So that was uh, 1979. My grandmother, Tahare, she was able to get a teaching job, actually, in Reno, Nevada. So they fled Iran and moved there in, in 79, and they've been here ever since. Kobe, when did music, and especially hip-hop, become an important part of your life? So I would say in terms of an important part of my life, of course, you know, I, I've always loved listening to music. And, you know, I would say hip hop is probably the predominant popular music form of my generation. You know, I, I was born in 1987, so grew up in the 90s and, and 2000s. And hip hop was, you know, I'd say the most popular art form. So I just enjoyed listening to it. I wouldn't say it was anything more special than your average person. And I was actually, I would say, a, a fairly casual listener. I mean, I was just listening to radio and whatever was popular at the time you know, again, during my like early youth years. And then I think it was right around the time where I started going through really a, a quarter life transformation, I call it, 
uh, in my early 20s where I, I started really thinking more about what I wanted to do with my life and why I was here and all that, which rekindled my desire to get back into the Baha'i faith more intentionally. And then also at that same time, just getting more interested in, in creativity and the type of music I was listening to, actually. So I started seeking out more conscious, spiritually conscious music of all genres, just trying to find artists that were trying to promote a better world, basically. And I became very attracted to that and started compiling my music library of, of songs that fit that bill. And then, yeah, one day, honestly, I one day I just started writing. I was like, you know what, let me try writing. And it kind of came fairly naturally. And then I just started going through the motions of trying to record a song and had all kinds of ups and downs throughout it. But I think I started discovering this talent that I had of writing lyrics and writing music. So it was probably at yeah, my early 20s where it became significantly important. And then, of course, you know, many more steps along the way where it became like an actual driving passion of my life. But yeah, it wasn't until my 20s that I started thinking this is something that I can actually do as a creator. And you've just released a fifth album yes right and it's called created noble correct what inspired you to create this album so this is obviously a really special album for me it's my fifth album. the biggest inspiration behind this album is fatherhood so my firstborn son his name is noble becoming a father has been one of the most transformative experiences of my life so my first four albums I wasn't a father. So uh, the types of things I was talking about, you know, in my lyrics were different. And becoming a father was so transformative for me on a spiritual level that I really wanted to include that and write about it, you know, and, and share that experience. So the entire album isn't all about fatherhood. It's not like, you know, that focus, but essentially I weave my journey as a father throughout a few of the tracks. And then also this, obviously the, the name or the word noble is a very powerful word. Um, it's also, you know, sprinkled in the, in the writings of the Baha'i faith. I really wanted to also just speak about the idea of nobility in general. So the album also explores that kind of on a level for humanity of what does it mean to be a noble being and what are the implications for that in terms of the life that we live? I had you select six songs and the six songs you selected that we're going to feature on this interview are from the album Created Noble. And right. the first one is called You Are. So tell us about this song. So You Are, the opening track of the album. It actually starts off with the heartbeat of my son, Noble, the first time that we heard it at uh, when we were getting an ultrasound. And I remember that just being a very powerful moment for me, like, oh, my God, you know, I can I can actually hear my son communicating in a way. You know, this is the first time that there was some form of actual communication or interaction going on between me and my wife, Mallory, and our son, Noble. And I got it on video. And so I took the sound of that. And that's kind of the introduction of the album as you hear that heartbeat. And also, you know, a lot of people talk about like how a heartbeat is similar to music because the drums kind of have this beat to it. So I just thought that was kind of a cool transition. Essentially, it's a, it's a love song. So it's a love song written for my wife, Mallory, for my son, Noble, and also my love for God. Kind of goes in these three verses. It's really just expressing my, my love. And I actually wrote it. So kind of a funny story behind it. You know, obviously, I, I was four albums in at this point, And one of the most common themes of music is love, you know. Mm. So my wife would often ask me, you know, when are you going to write a song for me? <laughs> you're, you're, four, you're four albums in. Like, come on now. And it's funny because I even had a, a love song for Planet Earth on my second album and you know and it's kind of this play on words where you're not sure is this about a woman is this about you know, what is this about and it ends up being about planet earth so she was kind of a little bit miffed at that like hey you're, you're writing a you know a love song for planet earth what about me so i actually was writing this song while she was pregnant with our son noble 
And I actually shared the song with her the day that Noble was born, a few hours after he was born. And we had kind of settled in. I said, you know, I, I wrote this song for you and for Noble. And I shared it with her. So it was a very special song. And that was back in 2017. And then obviously with these, you know, with musical projects, sometimes they take time to, to fully manifest. And so it wasn't until 2021 that the the song finally uh, was released publicly. So obviously a lot had happened, you know, since then. But that was that was when I had written the song. So the first verse is just all about how I fell in love with my wife, Mallory, and the spiritual transformation that we went through together. And, you know, she had a huge impact on me from a spiritual standpoint. I knew about the Baha'i faith. But, you know, she was not born in, in a Baha'i family, didn't know about the Baha'i faith until we had met. And then we kind of went on this journey of entering the various Baha'i community building activities, particularly doing the study circles through the Ruhi Institute, which is a big part of the, the community building process for Baha'is. Mallory just became spiritually alive from that process, and she ended up declaring her faith in Baha'u'llah and the Baha'i faith after studying that book. And that, I think, also reignited my flame for the love of the Baha'i faith. And so I feel like she really brought me back into my destiny, which I talk about in the verse. And then the second verse is just about, yeah, my love for my son Noble, but also there's more to it because— before Noble was born, my wife Mallory experienced a miscarriage, which mm. is a song also dedicated to that on the album as well. And that was obviously a very emotional experience. So the first time we knew we were pregnant was through this miscarriage. And so I wanted to write about that, too, because that was a really powerful experience. And it's also something that I, I came to find it's not really talked about. It sometimes is a taboo topic. And I didn't want to neglect that because that's part of my journey as a father. So essentially, the second verse, I open it by saying, I loved you before we even met. I love you even though we never met. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically my love for Noble and my love for our soul that was miscarried, which we gave the name Jonathan. So that second verse is kind of all about that journey of, of us wanting to conceive a child and how it all played out and the experience and, and how it affected us and, and things of that nature. And then the last verse is my love for God, which is ultimately the foundation for all of it is, you know, that guides my very existence. And uh, I finished that verse by saying, the only reason that I have a chance to love thee is that you love me. And in the Baha'i writings, it talks about God created us because he loved us. He knew his love for us from the very beginning. That's the essentially the essence we're created out of. And so then our role really as humans, you know, one of our fundamental purposes is to express that love back to our creator through worship and prayer and service and uh, all these other things. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the thread that weaves throughout the the first track of the album, You Are. And it, basically the chorus says, you are the one for me. You are the, the only one I need. You are my everything. Mallory as my wife, that rings true. Noble and Jonathan and my children, you know, as uh, a father, that rings true. And then, of course, God as my creator, that rings true as well. So. Feeling rough each time I was self-destruct But this time got a little help from above Hey, first time we met, you caught my eye But the spark didn't catch, 
I won't lie, just friends for a while Till that one night you agreed to be my valentine Started digging underneath the surface Our seed of love germinated in the soil of service Conversation started getting deeper Talking God, religion, and the spirit I should've known you were a keeper But then I got cold feet Wasn't ready to commit So I started to retreat I was acting like a fool Staying busy trying to fight my fate You told my aunt that I was worth the wait Dang So I pulled it together Got back on track I thank God that you took me back Then we walked the path Study circles Pondering the word of God Your heart was pure Embraced Baha'u'llah As you caught the flame I was reignited Tell then just a Baha'i name You brought me back to my destiny And for that I owe you eternal we stayed servant, praying and meditating, sailing through the ups and downs, persevering through the test, bending but never breaking. Told me you were ready to tie the knot, but I wasn't, and then I received a sign from God to give me the courage that I needed. I finally heeded, got our parents' blessings, got the ring, popped the question, you couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. The search for my soul may complete it. You are the one for me, the only one I need. You are my everything. This love was meant to be, heaven sent for me, hey, hey Yeah, you are the one for me, the only one I need, you are my everything This love was meant to be, heaven sent for me I loved you before we even met I love you even though we never met Me and your mom were ready to take the next step After we agreed, thought we'd be set But life doesn't always work that way Sometimes God decides he's gonna test your faith Month after month passed Waiting on the good news But it didn't come, feeling bummed You were still in queue What your mom was going through Took a toll on my heart But I always knew you were gonna come from the start Then we took a trip to a special place 7,000 miles away Pilgrimage to the gate Praying for direction at that holy spot As we bowed our heads and our spirits to Baha'u'llah Calling on him and the Bob and Abdu'l-Baha All the holy family to bless us with the family Couple months passed still patiently waiting It had been a year since we started trying I could feel the hope fading and then one night your mom woke up in pain Took it to the ER, what we heard was insane The doctor said your mom was pregnant You were still microscopic Then they told us you were also ectopic Went from joy to grief Your life on earth so brief Felt like fate stole you like a thief Had to learn contentment with God's will It was a tough pill But I know you're in a better place We had to separate But I know I'll see your face one day And I know that you helped open the way For your baby brother So I'm still feeling blessed Hope I'm for the test you know i love you both two sons one love looking out for one in this world with an angel up in the next you are the one for me the only one i need you are my everything this love was meant to be heaven sent for me hey hey yeah you are the one for me the only one i need you are my everything this love was meant to be heaven sent for me I was created to know thee, worship thee, love thee. It's a lovely vision. Wasn't always 2020. I was lacking precision to the guidance that you had given. Now I humbly listen. I know I'm programmed to love, not a myth. Didn't always love the right things. I plead the fifth going forth in my life. Looking with my third eye on a search. Giving every second up to God to put him first. And let the rest just fall into place. But it's hard to make my deeds match my words. So many things to chase. Even when I mess up, wholly deprived of your grace. And it's hard to fess up. 
Self utterly powerless to praise Through your bounty my hope is restored You have never left my side Always there to be my guide Give my heart to you forevermore The only reason that I have a chance to love thee Is that you love me You are You are the one for me The only one I need You are my everything This love was meant to be Heaven sent for me the one for me, the only one I need, you are my everything, this love was meant to be, heaven sent for me, yeah, you are the one for me, the only one I need, you are my everything, this love was meant to be, heaven sent for me, hey, hey, yeah, you are the one for me, the only one I need, you are my everything, this love was meant to be. We're listening to the music of Kobe Jeffers, a Baha'i-inspired hip-hop artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since 2012. He's recently released his fifth album called Created Noble. The album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world. And we just finished listening to the first track called You Are. So that was You Are. The next song, Colby, that you selected is called Strive, Work, Pray. So what inspired you to write this song? So again, like I said, the album weaves between the personal and the general. I kind of wanted to go back and forth. That was uh, intentional. So the first track is very personal about my journey in these various aspects of being a husband, a father, and a, a spiritual being. And then Strive, Work, Pray uh, is the third track of the album. Yeah, this is inspired by one of my all-time favorite quotes of the Baha'i writings. It's a quote from Abdul Baha, the son of the founder of the Baha'i faith, Baha'u'llah. And in one of his quotes, he says, take courage. God never forsakes his children who strive and work and pray. And I remember, you know, when I first was studying that quote, it was just so powerful because it's just, it's almost mathematical in a way. It's kind of like God's blessings equals strive plus work plus pray. So essentially, if the blessings and the confirmations aren't coming, almost like an algebraic equation, it's like, well, what's missing? Maybe you're not striving enough. You know, maybe you're doing the work and you're praying about it, but you're not really trying that hard. Or maybe you're, you know, you're striving and you're praying, but you're not actually putting in the work. Or lastly, maybe you're striving and you're putting in the work, but you're not actually praying. So you don't, you're not being guided properly. So anyway, essentially, if you're just doing those three things, you're guaranteed God will not forsake you. And I just find that to be so powerful. So essentially with this, I really just wanted to create a song that summarized a beautiful spiritual day from start to finish in my life, you know, and really just reflecting like the actual things that I strive for. So I start off the song saying, you know, I open up, I feel rested. I look around, I see my beautiful wife, my beautiful son, think about God. I say my prayers, things of that nature. And then, you know, each verse kind of goes into just various aspects of, of what it means to live a spiritual life. And then, yeah, the chorus is very simple. Just strive, work, pray all day. You know, that basically that's what we're designed to do. And essentially that's the formula for attracting God's confirmations is, is doing those three things. You know that God is God's going to have your back. Strive, work, pray. Yeah. Strive, work, pray. Strive, work, pray. Strive, work, pray. All day, all day. Yeah. Eyes open up, see a ray 
a light Feeling rested, look around, see beauty to every side See my beautiful wife, see my beautiful son I reflect on my life, see it's a beautiful one Then I turn to the one that gave it all to me Offer up a prayer that I could heed the will of God the way it's supposed to be Then I speak my praise and gratitude Thank you Lord, ask for joy and happiness to master my moods Yeah, not dwelling on the unpleasant things of life Powers illumine, my spirit is fighting with God as my refuge anxiety passing God never forsakes his servants who strive, work, pray So I take courage as I strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray All day, all day, yeah Ocean inexhaustible riches The more I'm devoted, the more I'm benefiting But all these gems that I'm finding ain't just for me I recite them, memorize them Then I'll put in work to translate them into deeds See me striving when I'm out in the streets I pray to God to guide my spirit to a soul I can teach So I could build peace Make friends out of strangers that I meet No enemies Only looking for what's worthy of praise That's the way that I'm making friends with the entire human race Yeah, but I can't just do one, can't do some I gotta do the sum Strive plus work plus pray soon as the sun up See me strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray All day, all day, yeah When life has got me overwhelmed, I'll throw my hands in the air and let go Then you know that I get that energy like glucose That inner peace, cause God and I, we grew close As he shows that eternal flow to people when we converse He will change that into an ego when we strive, work, pray So we strive to be the light, we seek to always do what's right And we work, put our feet to the dirt in the greatest effort we exert And we pray to attain that heavenly state Burn away all the veil, so no shade, but just grace We do it for your glory, that's the greatest name You see my actions like a prayer when it's served when you put in work for God, that's the highest form of worship, amen That's all I do, strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray Strive, work, pray All day, all day, yeah Strive, work, pray Listening to the music of Colby Jeffers, a Baha'i-inspired hip-hop artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since 2012. He's recently released a fifth album titled Created Noble, and the album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world. And we had just listened to a track called Strive, Work, Play. So Colby, the next piece you selected is called I guess it's the title track of the CD, Created Noble. So tell us about this piece. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this is the title track of the album, Created Noble. And obviously, it's a bit of a play on words, as members of the the Baha'i community are are sure to know there's a really well-known quote from the Baha'i writings that states, Noble have I created thee, yet thou hast abased thyself. Rise then unto that for which thou wast created. Essentially meaning that, you know, we are created noble and when we're not living in our nobility, it's, you know, against our design. And essentially it's a choice to either rise up to our higher nature or live in our lower nature. And obviously what God wants for us is to rise up to our higher nature. So we are all created noble in that sense. But then also for myself personally, my son, his name is Noble. So I helped create Noble and also God created him noble. So there's kind of this, you know, all this going on in terms of the inspiration. But as far as the song itself, it's also very unique because I really wanted this to be, again, to really exemplify the feeling that I have towards my son, which is one of just complete love and tenderness. And there's just something that I think having a child does to someone, particularly a father, where you just look at your child, especially the firstborn. Yeah, there's just some sort of deep transformation that happens in your spirit. At least that's that was my experience. And so I really wanted that to be exemplified in the song. And so the song, it's very soft, very tender, very loving at its core. And also, you know, I should say this, you know, I'm very comfortable with rapping. I have a, definitely an air of confidence and in, in my skill to rap, whether it be with rhythm or just the, the delivery of it. But when it comes to singing, I'm nowhere near as confident <laughs> just in terms of melodies and, you know, how my voice sounds. This song, though, I, I really wanted to explore that. And I've explored it a bit on previous projects, but this one, I really wanted to go all into it. So the chorus is me very tenderly just reciting this song to my son, Noble. And again, using that quote as inspiration. So I sing, Noble, have I created thee? Rise then unto that for which thou was created. Noble, I made thee out of the essence of knowledge. I gave thee being out of the clay of love. I molded thee. Turn thy sight unto thyself. Find me standing within thee, mighty, powerful, and self-subsisting. Which again is this play on words in terms of that can refer to God as our creator, but also as his father, that I'm here for you. And my goal is to really help you to rise up to your higher nature and mold you with love. And I just kind of in the verses really just recount like what have been my favorite experiences as a father going from just seeing him walk for the first time, seeing him roll over, seeing him take his first breath, giving him a kiss, you know, on the cheek and and his little feet, you know, just those kind of things. So yeah, so that's essentially the the meaning behind the song and just really all about expressing my love for Noble, but also turning to this idea of that at the end of the day, God created all of us and God created him Noble. And my, my highest wish for him is for him to rise uh, to that higher nature in his life. Sea. 
Oh, how I love to squeeze your cheeks Kiss you on your head, your nose and your feet Feel peace when I watch you sleep The day you came brought a new life So much light to come, you brighten up my life You truly are my son Noble if I created thee Rise then unto that for which thou was created Noble I made thee Out of the essence of knowledge I gave thee being Out of the clay of love I molded thee Unto thyself and find me standing within thee, mighty, powerful, and self subsisting, mighty, powerful, and self subsisting. When you arrived, you landed in my arms. Gave you straight to mom So you would feel no harm The most beautiful thing that I've ever seen This is my family Nothing will come between You're so precious My love for you was endless Saw you take your first breath Your first laugh Changed your first diaper Gave you your first bath Watched you roll over You keep growing older Helped you stand up As the time goes on I hope I help you man up To be strong Most importantly is my responsibility To help you recognize that God made you with nobility Noble if I created thee than unto that for which that was created Noble, I made thee Out of the essence of knowledge I gave thee being Out of the clay of love I molded thee Turn thy side unto thyself And find me you down but for you i want to be a better man no i can't do it by myself but with god's help i know i can you were created noble live up to your namesake if you can't do it for me do it for god's sake because for this life you're in my possession but your true father's up in heaven don't forget him noble if i created thee than unto that for which that was created Noble, I made thee Out of the essence of knowledge I gave thee being Out of the clay of love I molded thee Turn thy side unto thyself And find me
self-subsisting, mighty, powerful, and self-subsisting. We're listening to the music of Colby Jeffers, a Baha'i-inspired hip-hop artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since around 2012. He's recently released his fifth album, titled Created Noble. The album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world. And we had just listened to the title track called Created Noble. So, Colby, the next song you selected to feature is called New World. So what is the significance of this song? Yeah, so New World is, again, obviously very heavily inspired by the the message and teachings of the Baha'i faith. There's many quotations, many writings that refer to the idea of building a new world. But I think one uh, that is most commonly referred to in the Baha'i writings, Baha'u'llah states, soon will the present day order be rolled up and a new one spread out in its stead. And so essentially, you know, the implications of that quotation are that the current way that we live as humans, it's all going to be rolled up, whether that be just individual ways of behavior and thinking, thought processes, all the way up to systems, you know, whether it be economic systems, healthcare systems, political systems, etc. Like all of it's going to be rolled up and a new one is going to be spread out. So the world as we know it now will cease to exist uh, at some point in the future. And that essentially, as far as my understanding, Baha'is believe that at this process of applying the teachings of Baha'u'llah to the world, that's essentially the goal, is that we're trying to transform the present-day society and make it something new, and obviously in a way that truly benefits humankind. And there's another quote that's uh, also really well known in the Baha'i community. Baha'u'llah states, the betterment of the world can be accomplished through pure and goodly deeds and through commendable and seemly conduct. And so essentially, at the end of the day, we're just trying to make the world better. That's the goal of the Baha'i faith. But it needs to transform the way things currently are, because as most people would agree, the current systems that exist don't actually serve everyone in humanity very well. So essentially for this track, what I wanted to do is just take that theme and explore it and how I came to this actual song. So there's this really prolific rapper who goes by the name E40. Uh, he's from the Bay Area. He's you know one of the legendary rappers in, in hip hop. And he has this song called Choices where he essentially goes back and forth. And essentially the, the verse, he goes, nope, yep, <laughs> nope, yep. And he just goes back and forth. And he's basically talking about what it means to be an amazing rapper, essentially. I remember hearing that thinking, that's such a cool way that he did that. And so I thought, how can I take that idea, that style, and apply it to this idea of building a new world? And so basically for this track, I put in some thought of like, what are all the things that I see in my life, whether it, again, be ways of thinking, ways of acting, or actual full-on systems and institutions in society, what are the things that we need to leave? And then looking at the Baha'i writings and just, you know, envisioning a better world, what are the things that we need? And so basically, I just go back and forth saying, leave it, need it. And I'm just kind of exploring the things that we need to leave behind and then things that we need to integrate in order to build this new world founded upon the vision of Baha'u'llah, where uh, all of humanity can live in peace and unity and justice and essentially be happy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's basically the story behind this song, New World. I should also mention this is currently the only song, although I'm hoping to get at least one more uh, music video done, but this is currently the only song on the album that actually has a official music video to complement, which was also a lot of fun. 
go check it out on YouTube. But it's basically uh, nine images of me in these different squares, and I'm kind of interacting with myself in these different ways. But again, some of the phases are focusing on the things we need to leave behind, and then the others are, are focusing on the things we need to integrate in order to build a new world. Do we need hate? Leave it. Should we take time to meditate? Need it. What about all the prejudice? Leave it. Universal love, is it relevant? Need it. People only think about themselves? Leave it. Taking time to help a brother out? Need it. Every system built on white supremacy? Leave it. Recognize our oneness as the remedy? Need it. School to prison pipeline? Leave it. School to educate bright minds? Need it. I can't do it. Leave it. Make a dream, then go and pursue it. Need it. Greedy chasing money every day. Leave it. Work hard, make a living wage. Need it. Fresh beats, filthy lyrics. Leave it. Music that is lifting up my spirit. Need it. You know what they say. Out with the old, in with the new. Let's go. It is a new day. We're breaking the mold. I thought that you knew. Let them know. Building that new world. Up. Leaving that old world. Building that new world up, leaving that old world, yup. New world, new world, old world, old world. New world, new world, old world, old world. Always trying to fight, leave it. Teaching kids to always do what's right, need it. One trillion dollar student loan debt, leave it. Take charge, educate your own head, need it. Police brutality, leave it. Legal system guided by morality, need it. Hospital visit got you bankrupt, leave it. Plant based eating got your health up, need it. Isolated feeling all alone, leave it. True friends I can lean on, need it. Division, leave it. Unity, world embracing vision, need it. I'm better than you, leave it. How can I help you, need it. Forget God, no need to pray, leave it. Feed my soul praying every day. You know what they say Out with the old, in with the new Let's go, it is a new day We're breaking the mold, I thought that you knew Let them know, building that new world Up, leaving that old world What? Building that new world Up, leaving that old world Yup, new world, new world Old world, old world New world, new world Old world, old world We're listening to the music of Colby Jeffers, a Baha'i-inspired hip-hop artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since around 2012. He's recently released his fifth album called Created Noble, and the album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world, and we had just listened to the track New World. The next song you selected to feature is called Ms. Carrie, which I can imagine what this one is about. So Ms. Carrie is definitely the heaviest track on the album, probably the heaviest track I've ever written. It was very significant in my life, and then I really wanted to include it also on the album. So as I mentioned earlier, in terms of my journey as a father and, and my journey with my wife Mallory and, and being parents, we experienced a miscarriage. That was the first pregnancy that we experienced. It was actually an ectopic pregnancy, which is where essentially the egg, when it's fertilized, it essentially roots in the fallopian tube, which is extremely dangerous for the woman. Once that happens, there's no chance of a viable pregnancy. 
And I should mention that, you know, my wife Mallory and I have been trying to conceive a child for almost two years before the first time that she got pregnant. And so that was that, that was a, quite a journey in of itself. And then the first time we get pregnant, you know, my wife woke up in, in a bunch of pain. You know, we didn't know she was pregnant at the time. It was excruciating. So I took her to the hospital. They ran some tests and they came back and said, you know, are you aware that your wife is pregnant? And of course we weren't. So we were kind of shocked also, you know, having tried to conceive a child for the past two years. But then the news came that, well, it's likely an ectopic pregnancy. Well, what's that? So then we learn, you know, essentially what, what that is and that there was no chance that this child was going to make it. And so it was kind of all these emotions of like, okay, well, we're grateful that we can get pregnant because we were starting to worry that, you know, is there is there an issue here of why we can't get pregnant? So we're really thankful that we can, but then we're so distraught by the fact that the first pregnancy we experience, this soul immediately when we found out that it's there is is not going to be able to come into this world. Yeah, it was just really emotionally jarring, all these emotions going on at once. And and I should also mention that they said they're not sure if it's an ectopic pregnancy. So we even had a couple of days there where we thought, well, is it going to be viable? Is it not? So even more emotions going on. And so after this first miscarriage, I was just very emotional and, and almost unsure of what I was feeling. Like I wasn't sure, should I be sad? Should I be happy that, you know, we can get pregnant? And should I be happy that this soul is in the next world? What is my relationship with this soul? Am I this soul's father? If it, if it didn't come into the world, am I supposed to be communicating with this soul that I've never met? So I just had all these emotions going on. And I, you know, spoke with different people, friends, and started to find out that a lot of other people had ex have experienced miscarriage in their life as well. And of course, have, you know, similar uh, emotions of grief and sadness and whatnot. Well, I also, I should say, I also spoke with my therapist who, you know, my wife and I had a marriage counselor who was really helpful in our marriage, just kind of helping us to grow and, and build various skills and capacities. And so she had some thoughts to share as well, one of which was to give the soul a name so that it had a rightful place in our in our family. And so that's why this soul was given the name Jonathan. And so, yeah, so all that was going on. And then I essentially had all this feelings to process. And so I started writing. I just wanted to process it. And so I turned to writing and essentially within the span of like a day, I just had all the you know lyrics come out of my soul to express what I was feeling. So essentially the song, the way that I decided to write it was to write it as if it was written to a person. So I wrote it to Miss Carrie and I just processed the various things that I felt in terms of Again, the mixed emotions that one feels. Even so, there, there were some friends that I spoke with that said, hey, when we had a miscarriage, I was relieved. I wasn't ready for a child. I also, looking at the statistics, there's a lot of miscarriages that people don't even know they have a miscarriage. It literally comes and goes. And it was like the mother wasn't even aware that it happened. And then, yeah, and then, of course, praise God, from the Baha'i perspective, we have these spiritual quotations to give us a elevated understanding of our experience. And so again, there's a quote that really brought a lot of solace to me from the Baha'i writings. Again, this one from Abdul Baha, where he was writing to a mother that had lost a small child, but I think the principles apply very well. I'm essentially just saying, yeah, when that child left this earth, they basically are in the most beautiful spiritual state of felicity that one could imagine. I'll just read part of it. It says, Be not grieved and afflicted for this calamity which hath befallen thee. Nay, rather rejoice that God hath favored this child or this babe with his heavenly gifts. Truly I say unto thee, wert thou informed of that felicity which that baby hath attained in the worlds of God, thy breast would be dilated and thy soul would be purified. And it goes on from there. But essentially, I think that sums it up. Like, if we really knew what that soul was going through, we would just be so happy for them. 
So essentially, just really try to channel all of that. And so I wrote that after our first marriage carriage. And then this isn't really necessarily reflected in the album. But later on, Noble was born as our first son in 2017. And then a couple of years later, we experienced another miscarriage. And we gave that soul the name August because it happened in the month of August. And then later on, we had our second born son, Justice, in in 2020. But I wrote all this before Justice was born. But essentially, I I dedicated this song, Miscarry, to the souls Jonathan and August, who are my spiritual angels in the next world. Uh, And I also like to think that, you know, Jonathan came before Noble. So I kind of like to think of Jonathan as Noble's guardian angel that he guided him into this world. And I think of August as Justice's guardian angel that he was guided shortly thereafter, because both of them were conceived very shortly after the miscarriage. So yeah, so that's what this song is all about. This is a tough topic to address, but I'm trying to open up about it, talk about it. Life has its ups and downs, you know? I'm just trying to find the beauty, trying to find the meaning in life's tests and difficulties. They say suffering minus meaning equals despair. So I'm searching. Sometimes it can be challenging though. But I'm striving, trying my best. I pray that God can give me the vision, give me clarity. That's why I'm writing this letter. Dear Miss Carrie. I know your type. We met once before. It was a strange interaction, though. I must admit things didn't quite feel right. Your beautiful face passing, it was almost invisible. Why'd you have to leave so soon? Won't you stay? You know you're welcome here. We've got room. What do you say? Is it something that you seldom hear? I've heard you travel quite a bit around town. That you're met with mixed emotions by those who host you. Some feel sad and depressed when you come and go. Others helpless and confused. They don't know what to make of you. When you say you want to move in, then you up and leave. Was it an empty promise? You said your plans change, but you guarantee you'll see them later, then you're gone. This is how it goes. Sometimes they don't even know that you stopped by, stepped up to the porch, but then you changed your mind. You didn't even knock. I wonder why. Then there's times that you weren't even invited, but you showed up anyway. Some try to get used to you, others just wish you would leave, and when you do, they feel a sense of relief. The longer you stay, the stronger the attachment gets. I guess that's why the abandonment brings so much pain and anger. The two times you came to visit me went so fast, you still feel like a stranger. Even though you're family. Miss Carrie, are you a tragedy? Are you a blessing? Are you both? Is this message even worth addressing? Most people act like you don't exist, like you're just pretend. Like the tooth fairy or the boogeyman. Maybe I won't feel the pain and sorrow if I just forget. It's probably for the best, right? And yet I still feel the regret buried deep inside when someone looks me in the eye and asks, how many kids do you have? Is this your only one? As they look down at my son, eyes beaming, big smile in the flesh. Cause he was the lucky one. Or is he? I mean, he'll have to suffer from all the tribulations and Miss Carrie, you get to escape them. So maybe it's you who lucked out. Honestly, I don't know. I just know I can't be mad or upset. You said that leaving wasn't a choice, that staying here in town just wasn't meant to be. You had another place to see, a place more beautiful than I can imagine. 
I just wish it could've waited It all just happened so fast And the truth is that no one's ever seen Where you go when you leave And even though I believe you when you say You'll wait for me, you'll pray for me I still find it hard to stay connected The last letter I sent you said I love you and I meant it But I have to confess it feels like empty words Love is shown in deeds But when I asked you what you need You said nothing That you're as free as a bird out of the cage But there must be something I can do Miss Carrie, I don't mean to be a bother But even though you're gone, I'm still your father A human being gets their soul at conception And you're blessed the very moment you're connected You're a father or a mother to that child Even if their stay was just a few weeks Or days, or just a blink It doesn't matter how young A miscarriage is still a birth Just with a different outcome We're listening to the music of Colby Jeffers, a Baha'i-inspired hip-hop artist from the Phoenix area who's been making Baha'i-inspired hip-hop since 2012. He's recently released his fifth album titled Created Noble. The album explores the themes of nobility, fatherhood, and contributing to the betterment of the world. And we had just listened to a song called Ms. Carey. So the last song you selected, Colby, is called Free. So tell us about this one. Yeah, so Free is the closing track of the album. So interestingly, it's right after Miss Carrie. So Miss Carrie is the seventh track, and then Free is right after. And you know, after listening to Miss Carrie, I don't think anyone can listen to that track and not be moved in a certain type of way. But again, you're going to feel that feeling of grief every time I tap back into that emotion. It's it's heavy. But again, there's also this other aspect of it, um, as I was mentioning, in, in terms of the spiritual reality. And so I wanted to have that feeling in terms of the music as well. So Free is this very upbeat, bubbly, inspirational vibe to it, just from the beat itself, let alone the lyrics. So it's almost like you're in this really heavy spot and then boom, you're in this really positive, bright vibe, which again, I think really symbolizes the feeling of miscarriage and, and the sadness that we experience here and then the beauty of the soul going into the next world. So there's kind of that aspect to it. Uh, and of course, also the word free, that essentially that's where the soul is. They're free. So Jonathan and August, these souls in the next life, I think of them as being free in that spiritual realm. But then also in terms of for myself personally and, and kind of thinking about living in our nobility. So this song was inspired by a couple of different quotations from the Baha'i writings. So I should say the chorus is this call and response style track where you can hear it as me engaging a crowd or engaging an audience. So I say, when I say B, you say free. Be free, be free. When I say think, you say peace. Think, peace, think, peace. And so I wanted to explore that lyrically in the verses. So the first verse is all about what it means to be free from a spiritual perspective. The first verse was inspired by this quote from the Baha'i writings, uh, where Baha'u'llah states, O my servant, free thyself from the fetters of this world and loose thy soul from the prison of self. Seize thy chance, for it will come to thee no more. So essentially this idea of the things of this world, the fetters of this world, the prison of ourself is what keeps us down. And when we can detach and let go of those things, when we're in our higher nature, in our noble nature. So I essentially explore that in the first verse. And then in the second verse, I go into this idea of the word peace. And interestingly enough, when I was in grad school, so I went to graduate school in 2011, 2010, 2011, 
one of my uh, projects, my like culminating project was creating a peace education curriculum. So I really got into this idea of peace and peace education at that time in my life. And part of that, it was exploring this idea of peace at various levels. And so in the curriculum, I essentially designed it in such a way where students would explore peace at the individual level. So inner peace, interpersonal peace, so peace between basically two people, and then communal peace, essentially peace in your community, peace in your neighborhood, peace at the creative level, so peace in the arts, and then peace at a global level. You know, what does that look like? Essentially, I wanted to explore that idea, that concept in a lyrical verse. So basically, I take this word peace, and if you're a lyrical person, you'll kind of catch on, but essentially, I'm spelling out the word peace throughout the the second verse. So for example, I say positive energy activates constant elevation as kind of a general way for peace. And then I go in the various levels. So individual level, purifying every action completely of ego, P-E-A-C-E. So getting rid of our ego. And then at the interpersonal level, practice empathy, acceptance, compassion. That's the ethos. So P-E-A-C-E again. So I, I go throughout the whole verse exploring these various levels of peace. And that was inspired by another beautiful quote in the Baha'i writings. This one's from Abdu'l-Baha again, where he says, war shall cease between nations and by the will of God, the most great peace shall come. The world will be seen as a new world and all men will live as brothers. So I explore that as well as what does that mean? What does that look like? The most great peace. And obviously we have no idea what it will actually look like, but we can get a glimpse or a glimmer of it, just envision it and imagine. So uh, that's kind of what I explore in, in the second verse. And yeah, this one, I've, I've had a chance to perform it a couple of times live. This one is a really fun one to perform live because it's just really interactive and gets the whole crowd involved. And I just felt it was a really great way to, to close out the album just with a really upbeat, positive vibe. And essentially living in our higher nature, while it is hard, it should be something that brings us immense joy and happiness. And so that's when I wanted to close out the album with this track. <laughs> Yo. Alright, so check this out. Yo, when I say B, you say free. B, free. B, free. And when I say think, you say peace. Think, peace. Think, peace. F to the R to the double E. There's a ton of these troubles that we got hovering like a cloud. You serious? Nope. Cumulonimbus, so. Hand me my umbrella, please That's a clear mind, clear soul To cover me From the rain and the thundering Shut all these bad energies Train my brain, that's my shuttle The peace, look down at the puddle And see the subtle reflection of the sun Funneling one ray of light up to my eyes That's hope as I float, as I fly over what is bugging me Took a sting from the bumbles and they humble me So I flee, then I'm humbly Praying like a mantis Stand with strength through the suffering Overcome all the struggles under me And I'm free, so when I say be You say free Be free Be free When I say think You say peace Think peace Think peace When I say be You say free the E, A to the C, E, if 
I want it for the world, gotta feel it inside of me. Positive energy activates constant elevation of individuals all the way to nations. Purifying every action completely of ego. Practice empathy, acceptance, compassion, that's the ethos. Purposefully engage all the community entirely. Produce expressions of art that cause enlightenment. Protect the environment, actively conserve the earth. People everywhere are created equal across the world. With peace, there's prosperity. Peace needs solidarity. Peace, it's the dream, it's the end and the means. Yeah, peace, you can teach it, you can make it, you can build it. Peace, you can learn it, you can add it to your skill set. Peace, from the west to the east, all of the war can just cease. Spiritual powers released, now that's peace. So when I say be, you say free. Be free, be free. When I say think, you say peace. Think, peace, think. When I say be, you say free Be free, be free When I say think, you say peace Think, peace, think, peace When I remember who I was created to be Break loose from the chains, that's free Release from the prison of self I become a pure channel of the divine That's freedom One day, these ruinous wars shall cease To make way for the most great peace When the whole world all becomes one the most great peace shall come Now when I say be, you say free Be free, be free When I say think, you say peace Think, peace, think, peace When I say be, you say free Be free, be free When I say think, you say peace Think, peace, think, peace Colby, I want to thank you so much for spending this time sharing your music with us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Warren, for having me on. It was a, a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Colby Jeffers, a hip-hop artist who has produced five albums and who's also produced a podcast called Elevated Conversations. You can find his music and podcast on his website, colbyjeffers.com. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website, abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel, A Baha'i Perspective. You can also find the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org, or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. Mm-hmm.